Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create those new money habits so that you don't have to continue living paycheck to paycheck. We're really excited um, about today's episode uh, because I think it's timely uh, in that um, we got a question in from one of our listeners who's asking about the holiday mess that she's made. So Lori asked, I made a mess over the holidays. What's the best way to clean up my mess? Sarah, what do you got for Lori? Wow. You know what? I've been in that situation um, a lot. So I remember how starting off the new year, we're excited, right? It's a new year. We've got these resolutions and we're kind of faced with sometimes this, um, eek, what do I do? Right. Um, I would say number one is kind of an evaluation process. What does your mess look like? (laughs) Right? Like, what does it really look like? Um, did you put it on credit cards? Did you pull out of your emergency fund? Did you, um, use some of those payment plans that are available now, you know, four and six months to kind of break it up with some purchases. So number one, I would say that evaluation, um, take a few minutes, sit with your email, your bank statements, your receipts, and write down everything that happened. Um, so you get a really good picture of what it is, where you're at, right? What does it look like right now? Um, so then you can start putting together a plan. Um, can't put together a plan if you don't know where you're at right now. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, as you're saying that I'm thinking about how so many times we think that we probably made a bigger mess than we actually made. Right. And Mm -hmm. so if we just take a few minutes and really kind of sift through how, what did you spend and how did you spend it? You know, I, I, I love that you asked the question, like, you know, did you charge it? Did you put it on credit cards? Did you use, you know, some type of other payment plan? Or did you dip into your emergency fund? And so now it's time to replenish uh, that emergency mm-hmm. fund, which uh, could be a whole nother conversation in and of itself that uh, the holidays are never an emergency. We kind of know that they're coming. But uh, I think that's, oh, right. that's great advice to sit down and kind of just reflect on, you know, h- how big is the mess and is it really as bad as you think? And then once you know what it is, you can take steps towards, you know, cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. And I find, you know, when I'm working with clients, you know, maybe you do as well, but the not knowing is scarier than the actual knowing, mm-hmm. right? So not knowing it feels like we're in a really, you know, really bad situation. It feels like we're in a huge mess until we know exactly where we're at. And once we know it, then it's kind of like this weight kind of been lifted off because now we've got some good information in front of us, right? There's, it's the unknown I think is oftentimes way scarier than knowing where we're at because knowing again, we can start putting that plan. We can start writing that budget, right? We can start prioritizing and, and deciding, okay, I put a lot of Christmas, I put $1,200 on my credit card, right? So now what do I need to do to get that taken care of? Um, 
And, you know, it starts with writing your budget and prioritizing, right, to see where am I at? What are my discretionary funds? Yeah, yeah. And and obviously around these parts, we're big about that budget. We're big about having a plan. Um, mm -hmm. I love that you're reminding our listeners that that plan should be uh, prioritized, right? And so writing it down and, and, and doing this every single month so that you kind of know, all right, this month, this, you know, these are my priorities. And uh, if cleaning up the mess is one of those priorities, you, you know, you use the number 1200. So let's say, for instance, <clears throat> you charged up $1,200 on your credit card for the holidays. Well, now it's about what can you do to pay that off as quickly as possible and taking a look at the budget, taking a look at that plan and seeing how many funds are available to kind of throw at this. And so um, I would encourage our listeners that when you're you're looking at this, you know, figure out where you are, like what mess have you gotten yourself into? And then when you have that number, we'll use 1200 as an example, look at, can you pay that off in three, four or six months? You know, if you're paying it off in six months, that means $200 a month towards that credit card to get it paid off. If you're doing it in three months, well, now it means, you know, $400 a month. And so, what can your budget handle and um, how quickly can you get yourself out of that credit card debt? And then I have a, another trick for our listeners uh, mm. about what they could do with that money after the fact. But before I get to that, what else might you mm. add to helping them just evaluate where they are and, uh, you know, begin the cleanup process? Sure. You know, I think something that we haven't necessarily mentioned before, but I, it's worth mentioning now. And we could probably create a whole, you know, there's there's a ton of questions on this, but you really have to dig a little bit deeper and get to the, the more emotional part of this too, right? If you're having these feelings like, man, I created this mess and it doesn't sit well with you, you need to really evaluate those feelings. I write them down, right? Why is this creating such a, um, a, a, an emotional response from you, right? I've got a mess. Boy, I don't like this because it's it could be scary, right? Um, and I like to have people write it down. It brings it to life. And it also helps you further on to say, you know what? I don't ever want to do that again, mm. Right. I don't like the way that this feels. And so if I'm writing it down and I'm really recognizing my why, why do I want to get this mess cleaned up as quick as possible? Why do I want to get a budget written? And why, um, why am I in this situation? Right. It's part of that evaluation process because um, it's more than numbers. But recognizing how that feels and how it feels where you're at right now. Um, I, I do believe, and I've seen it with my own life and with a lot of people that I work with, that when we really look at how we're feeling, when we're creating that budget, we're putting our priorities in place, right? It makes the process a little bit easier because we know why it is that we're doing it. And we know that we don't ever want to be back at this situation again. Mm. That's so important. I, I almost want to give our listeners a moment to like reflect on that the feelings that come with 
that situation that you might've put yourself in. If you mm -hmm. are like Lori and you're thinking about the mess that you made over the holidays and how to clean it up, you're, to your point, you're also thinking about all of the, I would imagine stress and anxiety that you're feeling now thinking I need to clean it up. Such an important thing uh, when, when talking about creating new money habits, right? Having a new habit, having a new process for doing something so that you don't find yourself in the same situation 12 months from now. Right. Hmm. And, you know, I think just that emotional, that emotional feeling that, that you're going through. Um, I like to look at it is not making myself feel bad, right? I don't want you to feel bad for the choices that were made, but I want you to use it in something that's positive as a tool, right? Mm. Use it in your toolbox, um, just like your budget. You know, a budget is a tool to use. Um, use the way that you're feeling right now as, as a, another tool to help propel you forward, mm. right? To give you some um, some motivation in building those new habits. Um, and just, I, I, I'm big into to recognizing that part of it because, you know, I know, you know, you know, we can put together a lot of numbers, but unless we're really looking at how we got here and how we're feeling, the numbers aren't going to make a huge change in the long term. Um, it'll make a, a change in the short term, but we have to attach some new habits that really those habits are for the long term, right? And so um, I'm big on looking at the more emotional side of it and how we're feeling and attach that so I can make some really positive changes going forward. And I got to tell you, it's one of the reasons why I appreciate the fact that we do this together. I am so guilty as a financial coach as being so focused in on the numbers. And it, I, a lot of times I make the analogy to like physical training, like, it's, it's, we'll sit down and do these reps. And if you do these reps, you're going to get the result you want. And so I'll sit down with a client and I'll say, well, okay, here's the money in, here's the money out. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Do these things and, and you'll be fine. But it's so important to slow down and reflect long enough on the emotional side of things and the behavioral side of why did I do this? Was it because I lacked a plan? Was it because I felt um, maybe a sense of obligation? What I've, what I've heard from a lot of clients when it comes to gift giving, whether it's the holidays, whether it's a birthday, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of perceived expectation that then mm. leads to maybe some guilt, or maybe if you're not the world's greatest planner, and, and I'm... 100% guilty of this. So <laughs> I know when my wife's birthday is, it's the same month and day every <laughs> single year. But somehow I find myself shopping for it the last, you know, three days before her birthday or whatever the case may be. And with that comes some guilt and some indecision or some bad decision making where I kind of overspend. I quite mm. literally considered this last holiday season repackaging something I bought her years ago. <laughs> like, 
that she has never opened because I overcompensated for Mm -hmm. I'm shopping last minute. So I'm not being as thoughtful or as mindful. And so we kind of allow our emotions to overcome us in that moment because Mm -hmm. maybe we're up against the deadline or whatnot. And we allow guilt to kind of fuel our, our buying decisions Mm -hmm. at that point. And it, it, like I said, I know I, I'm 100% guilty of that. I know all too well how that feels. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's a really good point that you make too, because when for, and I'll use Christmas as an example, um, because we know it's on the same day every year, right? And sometimes we have the best intentions several months ahead of time, right? I'm going to put back some money. I'm going to save. So I don't do what I did last year because I, you know, putting it on credit cards, um, you know, these added payment plans from, from, um, you know, different companies are offering. I didn't like it the way it worked out, right? It put me into a stressful situation come the first of the year. So I think sometimes our, our, our intentions are there, but life happens and we get busy and we haven't really created that plan that, that has some accountability to it. And we get up closer to the day, right? And thinking, okay, next paycheck, next paycheck, I'll have some money and I'll do some shopping. Right. And then we, we get down and hmm, a couple of days ahead of time. So now it, we've created a situation where we are trying to compensate. Our emotions have definitely come into play, right? Because now we have to do all of our shopping and I only have a couple of hours to do it in. So I'm hitting one store and I'm buying what's left on the shelves and I'm signing up for the, you know, the deal that they're going to give me because I can get, you know, um, I can save some money on this purchase, right? And we're not mm-hmm. really, we're, we're allowing our emotions to, to fully take over um, because we haven't created a plan that, that fits. And um, I have uh, been in that situation. I'm a notorious, I want to buy you all the things. <laughs> I love gift giving and I want to just buy it all. And, you know, you know, this might go a little bit off topic, but I think it's important to mention. So cut me off if, if it's not, but you know, for, for years, again, I want to buy all the gifts, right? And so I used to just shop and shop and shop and keep buying because I wanted my kids to open up lots of things. I wanted the tree to be full, right? I Mm. wanted it, 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 um, And what I recognized after years of doing that, that come after the holidays, I was disappointed because they weren't playing with everything that I bought. They didn't really seem super excited. Like they, they were excited to open something, but they're just, they were kind of indifferent to a lot of the things that were there. Right. Mm. And then come after the first of the year. Now here I'm faced with, now I've got a big credit card bill. Right. So I'm feeling frustrated because I, I wanted them to like all of these things. And I took the time to buy all of these things. And now I've got a credit card bill that I'm, I'm having to take care of. And what I recognized was it wasn't them that wanted all of these gifts. It was me trying to fill something. Right. And it goes back Mm -hmm. to those emotions. Why was I doing this? And, um, once I started recognizing that gift buying became a whole lot easier because then it allowed me to really plan ahead. Um, 
and I wasn't buying something just to give. I was really being thoughtful about what did they actually want, right? Really listening to what they wanted. And, and so that's an important, you know, when you, you brought that up, but um, I don't know how many things were donated, right? How many toys hmm. and things were donated a couple of months later because the kids never played with them. Yeah. They didn't actually want them. Right. It, so, yeah, it's such an important lesson in just overall human behavior. Um, mm. I, I can relate. So, so I know that my wife's love language is gifts, right? receiving mm. gifts. This stems back from a childhood experience that she had repeatedly with her father. He would come home with like little candies underneath his hat or whatever. And so mm. she'd be like, oh, dad, you know, what'd you, what'd you, and so I, I get emotional around either her birthday or the holidays thinking like, I, I, I want to speak her love language. Well, truth be told, she's happy with a $2 coffee from wherever. Like, it's not about mm -hmm. the price of the gift. It's more about the meaning like meaningful mm -hmm. gifts are important to her, not just yeah. gifts. And it, and it, as you were sharing your story and talking about like it allowed, like when you recognize the emotion that was involved, it allowed you to be more thoughtful, more mindful in your gift giving. Right. I could not agree more. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, when we, when we talked earlier about, I have like another little, uh, uh, a little, what's the word? Like a, a like a tip, tip a, tr a, a tip, a trick tip. for all of our <laughs> listeners out there. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if part of the reason you ended up in a mess for the holidays is because you lacked a plan, not only do I want you to, to encourage you to have a plan, but I want to give you some very practical things that you can implement in your plan. Mm -hmm. So the first is if your plan is to sit down and evaluate where you currently are and to get out of the mess as quickly as possible. And you look at your budget and you find that you have $200 or $300 or $400 that you can use to get yourself out of that mm -hmm. mess. I want you to do that. And then since you're already in a new habit of spending two, three or $400 on mm -hmm. cleaning up the holiday mess, I want you to then turn to an envelope write holidays 2022, or if you're listening to this in the future, whichever year it might be, but write down holidays and start putting two, three or $400 into that envelope so that you don't find yourself in the exact same position mm. next year. That is the first thing is I to transition it. the pay off into a savings fund so that you have money. I have a bonus tip that I didn't even tell you about, Sarah. <laughs> and that is just like you write a written plan for your money. And if you do it the way we teach, you're writing a plan for every pay period mm -hmm. and you're prioritizing all of your expenses. Well, when you have this money at the end of the year, because you made it part of that plan, I want you to take to paper and pencil again, 
And I want you to jot down all the people you want to you wanna buy for. I want you to jot down all of the activities you want to participate in. Mm -hmm. And by each person's name and each activity's title, I want you to put a dollar amount for how much you're willing to spend before you feel like you've overspent. And so mm -hmm. it might be spouse, $200, Ch uh, you know, child one, $200, child two, $200, mother-in-law, 50 bucks, whatever that is. But mm -hmm. write it down, put it on paper when the emotion is not consuming you so that you have a plan that you can easily execute because you'll have the money in the envelope and a list in front of you. And then you can be more mindful and thoughtful about the gifts you're giving. What do you think of that plan? I love it. I love it. Um, and I use that. I, Excellent. and I'll tell you everybody I worked with this, you know, all of my, my one-on-one -on -one clients, you know, we created a Christmas budget worksheet for everyone because I use it in my own life now. And can I add a, an extra little thing into that? Please, please. I have them and I do it myself. I write down gift ideas as well, because when I'm hearing people talk, right. And saying, gosh, I wish I had this. Oh, it'd be nice to have that. I'm writing down ideas. And so when I'm out, I've got the money in that envelope and I've got that, the, the, the list, right? So I'm not, again, getting too emotional in what I'm buying. I'm actually being mindful about what they've said they wanted. And so um, I am a list maker and it <laughs> just, it allows us to keep, it, it allows us to keep on budget too, right? And not get um, too crazy and really intentional. I think it just comes down to that being really intentional about how we want to spend our dollars um, and recognizing the feelings we had at the beginning of the year. We don't want those to be the feelings that we're having next year either. So um, love those tips. Love it. Yeah. Well, uh, I think our listeners will be uh, pleasantly surprised. We have a couple of free gifts for you. If you would like to put down your monthly budget down on paper on purpose based off of your pay periods instead of just the month. Uh, mm -hmm. We offer a free download on our website so you can visit newmoneyhabits.com for that spreadsheet and uh, you can create a plan for yourself. But we also offer a holiday budgeting form. So if you want to start off the year right and get into making a plan for uh, your holiday spending in December. Uh, you could also download for free our uh, our holiday budgeting form, and you can also get that at newmoneyhabits.com. So we're all about making plans, and we're all about making uh, tools available to our listeners uh, for free to help them create those plans. I love it. Gosh, I'm so excited. And I didn't know about that. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and download it myself. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think that's a really good uh, place to kind of wrap this particular episode. Um, I want to thank Lori for sending in the question that led to such a great discussion. But I really want to leave all of our listeners on a high note of, listen, it's you, you can make a plan, you can prioritize that plan, 
and you can take steps to clean up the mess that may be left behind from this past holiday season, but you can also take steps to get way ahead and feel great about next holiday season. So thanks for hanging out with us. Sarah, any parting last words for our listeners? I just want to remind you to use it as a tool. Don't beat yourself up for what you did, but use it as a tool so you can make a different decision going forward. Excellent. All right. So if anybody has questions that they would like Sarah or I to address in an upcoming episode, remember that you can submit those to us via email at podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. That is podcast singular, podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.